What's up guys, I'm Haley and I'm Heidi and today we're talking about things we learned in 2020. Let's get into it. Welcome back everyone. Welcome back. We are here for episode two of season two. Um, I thought you said it the wrong way. No, I, I know, that's what I thought too. But um, today we're going to be talking about things we learned from 2020. I know it's like the end of January, but it's never too late to talk about what you've learned. New right? perspectives. Yeah, maybe we are, we have, um, I've heard a lot, like I feel like everyone, you know, sums up their year at the new year, which is normal, but I didn't, I didn't have social media or anything, so I didn't really talk about it that much. I talked about it with my family, but you know, when you post stuff and things like that, but so this is what we're here to do today. Talk about some things we learned. So you want to go first for me? I'll ask you what you learned. Okay. So <laughs> Heidi, what did you learn in 2020? Or okay, so we're each gonna say like two or three things that we learned in 2020 or so. Yeah. So, Heidi, you probably have more than me per usual. Well, we can. We're probably gonna have some of the same kind of stuff. So that's okay. okay. I'll just. We haven't talked about these yet. No, we haven't. So let's get into it, shall we? You already said that. Let's get into it again. All right, Heidi, what is something you learned in the past year? Okay, I wrote them down because I didn't want to forget. I thought about it yesterday. So something I learned a lot in 2020 was like, okay, so the beginning of the year started out very, um, wasn't depressed, but I was, this is uh, 2020 beginning of the year. I was very, um, locked inside a prison of my own making, if you will. And good. Good way um, words. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just say what I learned was get out of your head and I'll explain and go in a little depth of that. But, um, so I learned basically, okay. So throughout those months I was very like, when I mean locked in prison of my own making, it was, I was locked inside my own head. Like I very much stayed like thinking about everything so much to the point that I couldn't really live and enjoy my life. Like, so I would think mm-hmm. about, um, what I needed to do to look a certain way, what I needed to do to make sure everyone was uh, pleased with me, how do I avoid criticism, how do I um, make everyone happy, how do I, yeah, people please, how do I, I basically was making unrealistic standards for myself and everyone else around me, and whenever anyone, nobody could keep those standards I had set for myself and anyone else, nobody, nobody was keeping them, so whenever I was, whenever nobody would keep them, I would get really let down and disappointed, and then I would get really quiet and, like, mad and angry and bitter about nobody keeping them. Because, like, I guess I didn't realize they were unrealistic when I set them. I was just like, these need to happen. This needs to happen. Like, I need to look this way. My friends and family, everyone, like, I want, I don't want to let anyone down, but I don't want anyone to let me down either. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, like, locked me in a prison when anybody hurt me or I hurt someone else. It was like I couldn't get over it. I couldn't realize, I didn't know how to get out of these unrealistic standards and I thought of this analogy yesterday so like imagine you see someone in a prison cell okay it's they're literally sitting down they're sad they're like you see them and they're just sitting in the corner and it's dark it's lonely and cold and then you walk up and the door is wide open then you ask them like why why are you in the cell like why are you why are you sitting there and they're like I'm locked in the cell like I've I've done wrong I gotta pay for what I've done like, they're I can't. Keeping themselves they're there. keeping themselves there. And you you look at them, you think they're crazy. You're like, get out of this. Like, you don't have to be here. You, like, someone's already paid for that for you. Someone's you already paid your, uh, 
your debt for your crimes you've committed. Like, you're, you're set free. The captors don't hold your debt against you anymore. Yeah. And, and like, imagine... Okay, so that's what I'm... That's how my head was. That's how I was inside my head. I was locking myself in this prison. That you didn't have to be in. And, exactly. And everyone's saying, like, get out. Like, you don't have to be there. And the thing is, Jesus has paid for my sins he's paid for everything that i have done wrong and that's why i was holding myself holding every sin and every thing against myself and i was ashamed to walk out of the prison but really jesus is saying like you're set free from that like i didn't die on the cross for no reason like i yeah. i paid these for you you don't have to be there anymore and that's just like if we saw anyone in a prison cell we wouldn't tell them to stay there we wouldn't tell them to be ashamed of what they've done we say you're out you can get out and like, go run as fast as you can and if we're staying locked inside a cell, we can't tell the people they're set free too, that they have someone who paid their debts too. Yeah, and so like we're we're wasting our calling on our lives when we do that. If we stay stuck inside a prison of our own making. We're we can't help anyone else who might be in the same exact situation we are in. That's good. So that's good. That's my first thing I learned to get I like to get the out analogy. of my head. Yeah, I know, I thought about good. that yesterday. I thought that was I, really cool. I mean like I um about last spring. I read Jenny Allen's book, Get Out of Your Head. Mm-hmm. Or it was like last summer. Which last I never spring. read that, but you didn't read it, but I like how you said that I got out of my head because that this whole summer I guess I'm not as stuck I guess I'm stuck in my head a different way than you a lot sometimes. But mm-hmm. like last year when I read the book it was so eye opening to see like really how much I was in my own head and how much I just like lived this past summer, yeah. this past year even and I don't know, it's just so freeing. It is. It's very freeing to realize that. Well, and you miss so many um, moments when you're stuck inside your head because you don't see everything that's going on around you. I'm speaking from personal experience. And you just, you live miserably like that. So for those out there, like, struggling with that, um, just don't sit in a prison of your own making. It's not, you don't have to be ashamed of what you've done, what your past is. Like, just don't stay locked there. It's okay to get out. Because you're already set free from that. It's true. All right. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. I'll take a round. Um, one of the things I learned in 2020 is to hold my plans loosely. Because mm. I feel like like our minds, we're such hard- hardwired to plan every step of our future out. Like every step. Or to be scared if we don't have it planned out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I thought I had an idea of what my future was going to look like. But I really didn't. And so many, so many curveballs got thrown in the past year that I would have never expected. I would have never expected to learn some of the things I did or have to go through some of the things I did. But God has a plan for it all and, I, and or had a plan for it all. And I was reading this morning in um, Lisa Turkis' new book called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And she was talking about, um, lose my thought. She was talking about how we, when we're going through something hard, we automatically are like, we don't want to hear those phrases, God's doing something mm-hmm. through it or whatever, or it's all for your good. But she said, what if we're looking at it wrong? Like, what if God answered our, or like, God's not hearing me. Why does God hate me? Why is he letting this happen to me? But when we change our perspective and realize that maybe we're not seeing, we're not, we're not seeing everything we're supposed to be seeing. Like God's view of our lives and of the world is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's huge compared to what we're seeing. And if he answered our prayers every time we really wanted him to and said every yes to everything we wanted him to say to, like 
we have no idea what would happen. Yeah. Because we don't see things in the grand scheme. We see things in the moment. That's and so, that's so cool. When we change our perspective to see that maybe we're looking at all of this wrong. Maybe God doesn't hate us, but he's sparing us by not giving us what we want in those moments. Mm, that's good. That goes kind of hand in hand with my second, what I, what I uh, also wrote down. Was that like trust that God's plans are better than yours. And yeah. uh, something that me and Haley continuously like, tell each other. Because we listened to a sermon by Mike Todd. I don't. He's just this big pastor guy. Um, but he said in one of his sermons, "Rip up your list." Meaning this list that every all of us make about our future is like, "Oh, I'm gonna find a husband. I'm gonna get a house. I'm gonna have my dream job. I'm gonna whatever is on your list. Whatever your like big hopes and expectations are, and like this this dream life you set up for yourself. You gotta rip it up because it's not not that you can't have hope that those things will happen. Yeah, but you can't put all your trust in that because things a lot of things never go the way we think they're going to go and we have to trust that God's ways are better than ours and his plans are better than ours because he has I mean when has he ever let any of us down you know and even through hard things I like from the past year of 2020 there was things that really were really hard to get go through and but I look at it now and I'm like I see your hand in those things and like he really did use things that I didn't think he could use for good and did use them for my good and his glory. Yep. That's good. Damn. Do you have anything? Uh, I feel like I had a second one, but I can't remember it. Hold on. Give me a second. I can go again. You can just you go. Just go. I'm trying to think of my last one. Uh, another thing I learned was that forgiveness doesn't mean the other person wins. Ooh. Uh, that one hit me hard. Like, for a while, okay, so forget. I'm very, like, hard-headed when it comes to a lot of things, and forgiveness has always been really hard for me like because I always think like if someone's like someone really hurts me and then they come and say sorry I don't ever want to say oh it's okay because I feel like when I say it's okay then it's like oh they just got away with that they don't really care they're not going to change they're going to do it to me again I'm going to get hurt again but something I've learned is that whenever you say you forgive someone you're not it's not something against you you're not getting the you're not losing they're not winning. It's not that. It's that you're relinquishing the power they have over you mm-hmm. in those moments. And you're making yourself miserable when you don't forgive. Yeah. Because it's like, kind of like the whole prison analogy. Again. Yeah, like it is. You're, you're locking yourself in a state of bitterness and it's never going to change. You know what I mean? You can't change that other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's another thing I've learned. That's good. I should have wrote down my other one. I had it this I morning. I'm telling you, I cannot remember to save my life. Hold on. Hold your plans loosely. I can go again if you want. <laughs> How many do you have? I have five. I just kept writing. It's hard to. I think. Um, I feel like we talked about this in the last podcast we just did. But Probably. like how I viewed my relationship with God changed a lot. Yeah, mine too though. Like, like a lot. Instead of feeling guilty all the time when I like sin or something, I I realized that when I confess it, He doesn't see us. He He Jesus has already paid for it. His blood washes me clean. Yes, yeah, I confess that sin. Something it's our pastor pain. said Sunday was that forgiveness, I think it's a quote, but forgiveness is, when God says he forgives you, it's as if it never happened. So, like, if he doesn't hold it against us anymore, why are we holding it against mm-hmm. ourselves? Um, something else I learned, grace is found in the moment you're in. Um, so, what that means is, like, okay, imagine, not imagine, but if you have something, like, a lot of times I'll have something, I have an encounter with a person, maybe, or a big event or something like that just makes me so anxious. Like this is kind of how I relate to it, but it can be used in different ways too. Something you don't think you could get through 
at all. Like, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I cannot. I, I don't never imagine, not want yeah. this to happen. I don't want to go through this. But something I've learned that in those moments that you think you're never going to be able to handle, God always gives you the strength you need in those moments. And he gives you grace to, uh, and he gives you, like, his peace is supplied to you when you put your trust in him that he can and he there is you with go. you. Yeah. That's good. Damn. Yeah. So and then. Oh, you got another one. one. Okay. Last one. Um, it's okay to say no to things to because i'm a people pleaser so i almost say yes to everything it's it's my first instinct of like yeah sure like give in to what people want me if, but if if you don't feel comfortable doing something if it goes against your convictions if it's not you you don't have to say yes to it just because you're afraid of what other people are going to say to you and mm-hmm. that's something i learned through 2020 because i mean everybody's different and everybody has different convictions and things but instead of worrying about what their reaction to you is going to be when you say no, just know that do what your heart's like telling you to do. Like stick to your convictions, you know? Yeah. That's good. But I had something else. Just to like say. having boundaries kind of. Yeah. Having boundaries with people like that's okay. It's actually how we're supposed to work. We're not supposed to all be exactly the same. And we're not supposed to be all up in each other's business all the time either. One more thing. Oh my goodness. Go for things you want to do. Um, like, go after things you love pers- and pursue those things. And don't worry about other people's opinions of what you love to do. Oh, yeah. So, like, Haley with video. We started a podcast in August. We started this in August. I started writing a book, which I haven't finished, but it's definitely something, work in progress. But for a while, I was, like, scared of, like, oh, people are going to think this is weird. Like, or, like, nobody's going to believe that I can do it. Or, mm-hmm. like, people are going to judge what we say on here. And it's so easy to get caught up in all the thoughts that people might have about you. But you got to let those go. Because if you feel called to something, you got to stick with it. And you got to do it. Even if it doesn't make sense to other people around you. You never know how many people it's going to bless in the yeah. process. Or just bless ourselves. Like, it's going to... I mean, this year... That kind of ties into what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. Wrap it up. Last year at this time, I was, like, so anxious. Like, completely trying to... Not having no idea what I was going to do with my future. Like, nothing. Zero. I wasn't even really doing much with videography. Like, I had started in 2017, and I stopped for a while because I was just like, nah, this isn't going anywhere. Like, whatever. It's not going to do anything. This last January or last February, something like that, I started getting into it again. Like, I just kind of felt like that spark in me again. And I was just like, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. I, I just kept praying. I was in, like, all my journals. I just, like... God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? How, and I was just like researching. How do you find God's will for your life? Like, how do you know what you're supposed to do, basically? And everything was like, I can't tell you what you're supposed to do, but God will show you his will. And I was like, all these people say this, and I'm never going to figure it out. And then sometime in the summer, I got that prayer answered kind of in a way. Like, I felt just this peace. Like, I knew what I was supposed to do. And just through that, I just realized... Just because God doesn't answer your prayer when you want to, which ties back to what I was saying earlier, doesn't mean he's not going to answer it. And doesn't mean he's, like, punishing you. Mm-hmm. It just means he, he's, you're not ready to hear it yet. Or you're not ready. He's not ready to tell you yet. And there's a reason. And I think it just showed me his faithfulness all along. So, Boom. Anyway. Boom. I think those all kind of tied together in their own good. ways. That was good. Any more wisdom you'd like to share? No. No. I think I'm good. Well, I hope y'all got something from this, whoever's listening. Um, if there's anything you would like us to talk about, maybe, let us know. Yep. And uh, we should be back next week on this. Talk about something else. I don't know what yet, but... Yeah. This uh, year definitely has a lot in store for me and Haley. Um, 
Hopefully. 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 We'll see. But we're excited. It's a busy season coming up, so we'll try to stick with this as much as possible, but not sure exactly how it'll play out. Yeah. Well, thank you for getting this far. Thank you for listening. I think it's pretty short today. How long is it? 15 minutes? That's good. Good timing. Good timing. All right, guys. Well, you have a great day. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs> Bye. Bye.